Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Gaiden. This season, we are playing through Ari and the Secret of Seasons. Uh, just a disclaimer, our copies were provided to us uh, by Modus Games. Thank you very much, Modus Games. Hashtag sponsored. Gaiden. This, <laughs> uh, this episode, uh, it's going to be a lot quicker than the last one. Because sure. we don't really have anything else to do other than go straight to the temple. Yeah. I mean, you can mess uh, around if you want, but... I, I did mess around. I don't know if you guys did. I went and found, like, as many red crystals as I could. Yeah, uh, I didn't get all the ones I could, but I definitely was hunting a few of them down. I didn't hunt for them specifically, but I tried to find a couple of the random items that were just, like, around Lamis Tide that I missed. I picked up um, a couple of those journals. I think one or two of those journals mm-hmm. that you guys mentioned. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I was only able to get uh, another... Just one more new one. I think after this episode, we'll be able to explore a little bit more. Uh, yes, I mean, just I'll I'll say it again at the end of the episode. Uh, for the next one, we'll we'll not just do the next temple, but I will encourage uh, a lot of exploration in that just to cover it all. But uh, for for this one, we are just going going to be going straight to the temple mm-hmm. uh, because when we do go to Samhain, yeah, Samhain. Uh, yeah, Sam Sam Haynes. Uh, like a Halloween joke or something. I, I don't know because there's nothing necessarily like spooky about this it's place. Just, but it's supposed to be fall all the time. I guess. So it's yeah, it's, it's, it's autumn. The, the autumn there. Yeah, it's desert autumn. <laughs> um. Yeah, we get into there and it's just this big, oops, uh, this big like desert area. That you canyon. just sort of can, yeah. It's a giant canyon, and I oh, was trying oh, to we, like. We we went back and talked to the the guardians, though, right? Yeah, we yeah. did, but they were they didn't really say. They, we didn't like learn. I mean, much more here. Yeah, I mean, Dagden was kind of thankful that we fixed this place. Yeah, um, I did give him like I did his crystal quest. Oh. But that was kind of uneventful. Like at some point, like I found enough crystals that said turn it into the crystal enthusiast, which was Dagden. Yeah, he's and yeah, he's he a crystallogist, just, I guess. So yeah, and he just basically said like, "Oh, these are my crystals. Uh, I put my name on them. I can tell you a lot by you just holding them. I can tell you a lot about yourself." Yeah, <laughs> but then Ari's like, uh, "No, your name isn't on these." And he's like, "How did you get my name off of these crystals?" <laughs> And then he gives you a toga outfit. So what? it was just kind of a little joke. I want that. I kind of uh, do want a toga outfit. Yeah. I went ahead and dropped some serious coin on the ninja outfit. Okay. So Ari's rocking that right now. I think she looks pretty dope. 
Yeah, I just I just bought more upgrades to my attack. I only have two upgrades left. Well, I guess I just I just I think I did all of the attack upgrades. Yeah. Uh, the only upgrades that are left for me to get are one that increases my slingshot power, and then one that increases my solstice power, which I'm like I don't think I'm gonna need them. I'm, I'm max. You don't use your solstice out. powers? No. Oh, you just click click on the right stick when you're fighting. I know, but I haven't needed to. <laughs> I feel like it's nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess only when you're up against a big bad guy, but... Because you have to block in order to to generate that, right? No, you can uh, attack. Attack too? Okay. It's yeah. it's it's built on combos. Okay. I believe. Combos, uh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't necessarily... It's not... Again, they explained it like just before that uh, boss battle against the Minotaur guy. And then don't really bring it up yeah. at all after. The upgrade guy will give you a primer on the Solstice powers. Yeah, you can. That's true. You can talk to him about it. You go up to him. He goes, "Hello," and then he explains that stuff to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dagden. So Dagden's a famous collector of things. Apparently, like not. He's just a famous collector. Anything. Yeah, he collects it all. Gum Artifacts, wrappers. crystals. Yeah, gum bugs. wrappers. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's, he's just a, a hoarder, really. And, and Lucton is Chewbacca or R2-D2 or he's that thing where no one can understand what he's saying, but everyone understands what he's saying. He, he's the, the viewer can't understand what he's saying. Right. Uh, but everyone in the world does understand. Right. Him. And yeah, it's just a sort of a one-sided conversation that you get with him that really is just like. Oh, I care about you too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, again, we don't necessarily get like a big lore dump on this. It's just like Dagden says some funny things. Yeah, no. And then makes, they say go on to the auto. They all make fun of him for being lazy. He's like, everyone in town's probably just relax, maxing and relaxing again, I guess. Yeah. No one learned anything. We're all lazy. Uh,. I guess, I mean, one other thing that I did was I went all the way back down to my hometown and got, like, my fast travel things. Okay. That way, and BC, like you said, uh, it is in a different field, so it's not in consumables or anything. So you can just use your ticket and teleport to wherever after you get that. And I figured that might be a good thing just to go ahead and get that now. Because you have to talk to him, right? Yes. He'll give you a ticket that then you can go into your inventory Go down to the fast travel section and then select the ticket and it'll just teleport you. Oh, another thing uh, Brian pointed out, you can double, is it double click or hold start yeah. to open the map? If you hold the start oh, button down, for the it'll map. take you Even right though they don't the tell you that, there is one. Yeah. I was happy to find that. Okay, good to know. Because at first I thought maybe it just went to the last page that I had open when I had the, the select menu open. But no, it popped right to the map, so... Yay, that's good. Keep that in mind, everybody. Is there anything else, or do we just want to jump back to Samhain? Yeah, no, I mean, I I spent a lot of time running around the, the geography of Samhain, so... Right, to... you get down there, and it doesn't look like there's much that you can really do. You can only really just fall. But then when you go and try to use one of your orbs, or your, your seasonal domes... You're suddenly surrounded by water yeah. when you're at the bottom. Which is so and cool. 
it, it's sort of the inverse of what we saw in the la- in the previous episode. And my mind was just blown. Where Because I kept thinking, and we might still get that. I was thinking we were going to get like a triple jump or something at some point. Or a bigger jump. Because there's some areas where I'm like, I just can't reach that. And then after this episode, I'm like, oh, we get sort of two new... Well, we only really get one new item. But we get another concept on how these domes are used. Yeah. Where I'm like... Oh, this changes so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did play around and tried to go into some of the other lakes in the other biomes and use my uh, seasons, but it didn't do the same thing. Yeah. So it's really just like region specific on what you're able to do there, which kind of sucks. But again, that's a greater scope than they probably planned. Like there isn't necessarily any secret things to find uh, in those other ones doing using these techniques in that yeah, way. or we can't do it yet, or something like that. Like there were a few things I tried to get to, I just I couldn't reach, and then I did end up getting behind the 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 place where we're going up, like up on top. And there's a whole desert up there too. Yeah, I did that after the fact. There's nothing there yet. Yeah, uh, there's. I will just say there are some ruins back there that I'm gonna guess we're gonna come back to because. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the if journal read, has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you read the journal and if you read the um, <clears throat> the plaques, so the plaques in Samheim or Samhain indicate that they're this is where the evil wizard came. From. Yes, came from mm-hmm. like the mountain witches that are from this area. And if you read the journals, they indicate that the person who was writing these was looking for descendants of the Witches of the Mountains. And there used to be one who lived in the castle as a servant to the king and queen. So that's definitely going to come back at some point. Yeah, I've, I've got it to the point where he has... My last journal was he was in the spot that ruins in the desert, and he's trying to figure out what's going on there. So he, so he does I'm make gonna... it there. So I'm going to guess that we're going to find out that the like evil wizard is actually like an alien that w- that's why we didn't see his face. That's why uh, Crocus was so terrified of him is that he just had this alien face that they weren't familiar with. And I don't know, maybe even like a Cthulhu looking thing with like a squid face or something <laughs> that that's going to be my bet is that it's actually like an alien. Uh, I mean, I don't, I think there, I still think there's something going on with, the guy who wrote the plaques. So I don't think anything is as it seems. And the, the, what the witch, the witch of the mountain tribe. Yeah. Are the guardians of Shori. I want to talk to these people. Oh, one thing I, I don't think you mentioned when we discussed it last time, Brian, is that the person who wrote the plaques was the first guardian. Yeah. And so they couldn't find any descendants of the first guardian. So they can't talk to his family. Right. So, yeah, uh, and then they also explain what the vault is here, but it seems kind of weird to explain what it is after we've seen the vault. So if you read the plaque right in front of the dungeon, it says that they, uh, the hero, the legendary hero, was able to seal away the wizard with ancient, incomprehensible technology called the vault. Yeah, that comes from. Uh whatever company from Blade Runner, basically. 
So yeah, we go down into there, uh, and it's there's there is one tall tower thing that you can go to that I I gladly climbed up into that thing and got another legendary key. Did you guys do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, which it was just really cool that I was able to sort of chain together my spheres to make just this like water tube that I could swim up to. And I don't know if you guys uh, did this at all, but you can sort of just use also like one season. And then if you time it just right, you can just like bounce out of like autumn over and over yeah. again and yeah. keep making water spheres around you that you can just keep swinging up. It, it felt mm-hmm. like a uh, morph ball bomb jumping. It really and, like did. Metroid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could just, you could just use that to get yourself up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just kind of blown away by it. I was like, oh man, this is a really cool idea. Yeah, like exploring the games, like I really like exploring the world, especially around here. Like I was trying to get to every little nook and cranny I could. Sometimes that means you're jumping on things they don't expect you to jump on, but that's fun. That's still fun. Right. But all we really have left to do is to go inside of the temple. Yes. Uh, we get in there, and one of the first things that we have to do is we can activate some water near sort of a water mill uh, gear that will get it to rotate to open a door. Yeah, there's like standing and We're going to do that a few times. Room. Yeah, we're going to do that a few times. Uh, and we go into there, and immediately we get a cutscene with this like magic white knight. The white guy. ranger. Yeah, and I'll just say, I mean, jumping ahead in this episode, we don't figure out who that guy is in this episode. No, it's tough. Um, he doesn't even show up again. No, I'm sure we'll find out later. It's probably our brother. Just going to throw that it's, out there. It's the Green Ranger, Tommy. <laughs> he just became the White yeah. Ranger eventually. Fair. With a talking tiger sword. Does he have his knife flute? No, no, he has the talking tiger sword in this one. Who has the knife flute? Was that the, the Green Ranger? One. It's the same the guy. Ranger. He just, depending same on... Guy. Okay, see, that's yeah. what I was confused about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about more of Ari and the Secret of Seasons. This week on the Super Nintendats, Blake J. Harris and Jonah Tulis, co-directors of Console Wars. Is Nintendo the villain? It's definitely a David and Goliath story. Sega could have had the PlayStation and N64. Oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever. Glass processing, Reebok pumps. <laughs> what is your favorite BS marketing push of all time? Sonic 3 with lock-on technology and working with Michael oh, Jackson. Yeah, we and love all that. that. Were you Sega or Nintendo kids? I mean, I was a Nintendo kid. PS5 versus the Xbox. Who's coming out on top here? Right here on Greenlit. Hunter Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho, Literary Analysis, Comparative Localization, Jojo References. The works of Yoshihiro Togashi hold a specific kind of magic, and the people who seek to examine their roots and spiritual descendants are known as The Spirit Hunters, available on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Uh, but this one, I mean, the, the dungeon, it's pretty linear, uh, and it is just kind of like there again, I'm not trying to downplay what it does here, but it is, there aren't a lot of variation on what we do, but it is a lot of us just forming water in different places to find like interesting traversal. Yeah. It's a lot of standing in one room and just trying to like, okay, how do I use my stuff to where does it where do they want me to go? 
I would say my biggest criticism of this dungeon is that to me, I was kind of like, oh, okay, we're playing with water and like making things dry or generating water somewhere. And it's kind of what we did in the last dungeon, but the way they go about it is so cool that I loved it. It's everything they did in the last dungeon, but executed way better. Mm -hmm. And the first time we walked into a room and I saw the water wheel and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to generate water to move these wheels to make things happen. And I was super excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I uh, didn't know it was going to be giant pools, uh, like, you know, water rooms filled with water. I thought it was going to be a lot of low standing water that we would have to manipulate. But as we the further we got, like pretty much right away, that that gets turned around. Yeah, this is this is a water dungeon without water in it. <laughs> Where it, like in Ocarina of Time, you have to manipulate the levels of the water in order to be able to get like the verticality to get to certain levels, but you never actually create the water in the dungeon itself. You sort of create the hypothetical water that then you use your seasons to create little, it it almost felt like a time travel game Yeah, where, Mm -hmm. because everything was torn apart there. And it felt like you were manipulating certain things and then going back in time when it all worked. And I immediately thought I was like, I want these guys to make a time traveling game. I want them to, <laughs> I want their next game to be about time. Like, I mean, it, it basically would be the Oracle sort of balance, right? Where they Oracle seasons, let's do Oracle. Let's do Ari of the ages. Um, and I was up. just so happy. This entire dungeon, I was up until like the boss battle, but everything up until then, I was just like, this is so cool. This is such a great design all the way through. Even when I got to the point where there were spikes all over the place and I kept yeah. dying over and over, I was like, this is still really cool. Yeah, they have these really cool like death trap rooms. Yes. Where uh, there's like, one of them is their giant uh, geared mechanisms that you you start by doing the water the watermill thing. And then it's traps spinning around, but also platforms mm-hmm. that you have to use to get across. So you have to avoid the traps. And I had completely forgotten that ducking was a thing. Yeah, me so, too. So you yeah, can but duck. I, actually, I never ducked. <laughs> yeah, you can duck under some of the traps. And some of them, I assume, you have to duck under. But that was, you have these spinning spikes. And like I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely have to duck here. Um, we also got to use the... The slingshot finally. Okay, yeah. Right. We early on we get the we get an upgrade to the slingshot, which is weird. We get the slingshot, we never use it, then we get an upgrade to the slingshot. Mm-hmm. Felt like they kind of like maybe should have just not done the original slingshot. I didn't even use the yeah. original slingshot, so no, neither did I. Maybe I don't they were think just there was ever a prompt for it. Maybe they were just introducing you to the concept of a slingshot, and then it, and then they give you the seed shooter later. Because that's what I I mean. I picked this thing up and I was like, oh, it's like the seed shooter from the Oracle games. You can load different uh, effects into it. And... Yeah. So this and this was honestly like so far my favorite thing that we've gotten. Yes. Where I understood it and suddenly I'm like, oh, now I can throw seasons to different places. It changes the whole that's game. That's awesome. Yeah. It basically flips it all on its head on what you can do in this game. That I was I was like, okay. 
I know that we're going to use these seasons to just change a couple things here and here. And they, uh, there were hints that you'd have to do multiple seasons in one area. But the fact that you can then throw seasons across the room to affect these things and make what we'll do later, these bridges of water to get from one area to the other is so cool. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, I want to see the bigger game from these guys. Like, I know this is a small team. I want to see them get a huge amount of funding and just see this like big game. Cause there are just like ideas in this game that you do not see in big budget games. And it's so cool. And it's so interesting. The, the puzzles they've, they've made are really cool. I yeah. think they're nailing the puzzles. The other stuff is like the, the other stuff around the edges of this game is just kind of the, the stuff that's derivative. But I guess the yeah, puzzles me, are me insanely a, original. Give me a puzzle game with no combat whatsoever. Just double up on puzzles in like a 3D open world kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. with the slingshot, we also have, with the trap rooms, the anti-crystals. Yes. Yeah. So if you just drop uh, a season like you normally would at the beginning of one of the traps, it'll it'll go away. So you have to strategically place them between all the anti-crystals and to get through it and and the really tall uh puzzles that are out in the in the map world that we were trying to wonder how we would get to is this is mm-hmm. how we'll we'll access those later so the whole game is 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 got a whole new dimension to it yeah and my favorite one of my favorite moments of that is when you fire one of your seasons at like a little piece of wood and it creates a bowl of water underneath some spikes that you can jump into and just swim under like the spikes while floating over a bed of spikes yeah that's that's it there's a there's like a uh a big second like a like a big i don't know there's an enclosed area there's a cube yeah there's like a cube a puzzle cube yeah with a maze you have to maneuver your way through that i died a few times in there but when i did it I was like so quick with it where I was like activating and deactivating my seasons off and on. And when I got through, it just felt so cool going all the way through and just swimming around and bouncing off of these things. It was awesome. I I didn't like the death plane, the automatic touch, the barely touch the ground death plane and restart the whole thing again. But, but yeah, I I didn't enjoy the puzzle. Yes. I think the, my favorite thing that happened in this dungeon just because it made me think of like the implications is that there's a section where you have to you have to fill a room with water but you can activate one of the season spheres or one of the season stone spheres and you can pull it around with your chain so you mm-hmm. can pull the sphere activate a season and then see water swinging through the room <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. this gigantic swinging zone of like of that you can swim in that goes through the room yes super cool to see yeah uh the first well i will say the very first time that we had to like raise the water level i didn't realize that's what happened yeah because i pulled the chain thing that makes the water rise but then i immediately just like turned my season off and i'm like I'm still stuck here. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Then the second time I did it, I kept the season open and you can see the water level rise within the dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where, that's where it really like clicked with me. And I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar experience. Yeah. 
Uh, we do get some new enemies in this one. We come across these like stone spiders that were just not really a problem for me at all. I tried to see uh, if I could them, parry them, but I don't even think they could do something like they would just kind of poke you. So just yeah, take your sword to them. Some of them have the anti crystals on them, so if they're around you, you can't use your crystal. That'll come into play during the boss battle. Uh, th- one of the others that we fight is sort of this cactus golem. I don't know, like it's a, a mandragora. Big... Okay, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so again, think... super easy for me to take out. I think there's a quest for the Mandragoras, maybe, like, to fight them all. I, I, around where you can get into the Spring Temple, there's a Mandragora there. I mentioned that like in the first episode, or something yeah. It gives you the first time you see one. Yeah. Yeah, I got that one. I, I brought it up but didn't realize, like, what that thing was. I just, like, fought a big monster at the time. Yeah. And then I got a trophy for it. And I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> Uh, we go through, and I I eventually found this room just filled with like a swarm of these mini s- stone golems, mm-hmm. and yeah. I walked through there and didn't realize that I needed to take that sphere that was in the room, <gasps> uh, and so I wasted about a good twenty minutes trying to move those blocks around to figure out like okay i need to use the the water because there's a there's a a room where you have to move these uh blocks up to another level and you can use the water to get them to float up and then you push them up onto a little ledge and get them up there i thought i needed to take them all the way up which honestly it was still kind of fun to do that is i could stand on top of it use my floating thing it would float me up and then do it again and it would just keep floating up so i could literally take this block all the way to the top of the ceiling if i wanted and it was just a fun little physics playground (laughs) but then i went back and i was like something has to be in this room why did i go into this room if there was nothing there and then i as i was walking back in i was like it's i gotta take the sphere why did i not realize yeah (laughs) i i saw the the little bowl earlier and was like okay there'll be a sphere around here somewhere i remember that from the last one uh this puzzle was really cool i don't don't, it's one of my favorites not because it was complex or, or anything like that but just just the end result was you raise the water level uh in every spot you can so that it's at the highest it will be and then use winter to drag the mm-hmm. the ball all the way back across to like the other room, and because be- it makes a sheet of ice on the top. Yeah, and you can just drag it all the way there because the water level's at like the highest point, and that was so cool. Well, because just before that, to open that gate up, you have one of those uh, grab the electricity ball from one statue and put it in the other. Yeah but you can't touch water with those. So you freeze the top of it and it just basically creates a, a an ice bridge right. between. I was the like, two. how do I get over there if there's water? And then, yeah, that's how they show you that you're going to need ice and then you're going to need ice for the rest of this whole puzzle anyway. So keep thinking about it. Yeah. You really could just use any season that you wanted on here. Yeah. Uh, I think summer was the only one you can't use because it's in summer right or now. Spring. Spring. Is it spring? Yeah. You can't use. Yeah, okay, that was so yeah, so it's in when spring I first right got now. in there. I was like, what season are we in? This is a desert. Like, It should have been summer. Yeah. I will argue that. It should have been summer. But spring's, I, spring's I the know. season where all the water dries up, so can't do that. I think the idea is that it's like always perfect spring in Ostera, 
And so Samhain is supposed to be raining all the time. Um, another thing which we, going back to entering the dungeon, I expected that we were going to have to surf down a hill or something. Uh, because Oh, I that thought went through my head, but I was just like, I want to do some shield surfing right now. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a steep, <clears throat> sandy slope down in. Well, there. I mean, the way I was running, I, I was running on walls I wasn't supposed to be on. So I did slide down some of them. Because they were just, Le- you're, well, you're not supposed to be up here. Lufton specifically mentions sand surfing or something to the effect of sand, sand surfing. The, so the entire time I was going to the dungeon and in the dungeon, I was thinking, when are we going to get to do sand surfing? When's there going to be a snowboarding minigame? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we go and we get that sphere uh, and we can just walk it straight into there. We get a new, get to a new area. Eventually we find another one of those rooms with the futuristic, weird. Abstergo. Abstergo Industries room. Yes. Um, You go into there and we get a key. And this is where I realized that apparently the key is a dark crystal. Yeah. Yep. I got really, I started to get upset because I'm like, am I stuck somewhere? I don't know where I can go right I now. did the same thing. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it was it was kind of upsetting, When I actually honestly. figured it out, I was really happy about it, though, because it was a cool idea of when I have this key on my back now, I can still shoot, uh, I can still use my season spheres if I shoot them with the slingshot. So that was a cool revelation to have. Yeah, and it you it makes you traverse the same dungeon slightly different than you did before. Yeah, I mean, so there's only a few go... rooms that we repeat, but it, you have to do it in a different way. Yeah. Right, so we go through there, uh, and I was even thinking when we get to the door that you put the key in, I'm like, how am I supposed to get up to that keyhole? <laughs> and then we get a little cutscene where she just, like, climbs up the wall. Uh. We put the key in. Do we have anything else in this dungeon before we get to the boss battle? Uh, only that I've never, for whatever reason, I've never thought to call the boss key or the big key the BK. So that's that's my new thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> have it your way, BK. Uh, is that it? No, never mind. I'm going to cut that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, please. I don't. We don't need to do that. No. Can we just like beep it out? Like it's just like a long beep. <laughs> <laughs> and we will never speak of it again. So we go into here and we actually have a boss battle this time. We actually have to fight the golem Mm -hmm. this time. He wasn't just some old old man golem that was just like, I'm just too tired to fight. With a crazy backstory. Yeah. Uh, This one is straight up like, I'm a monster. Fight me. I'm a a stone lobster. Ah. Is that what you? I, I think that's was what like they're going for. Some kind of insect. I wasn't really. Yeah, he's a beetle. Some some crustacean. Beetle, maybe. I beetle could be fine too. Some sort of crustacean. In, invertebrate beetle. of some kind. I think, I think they legit call him a beetle. Um, after you go back to the Dome of Seasons after the dungeon, oh, they okay. call him a beetle. I okay. thought he was a spider, but that's just me. Okay. And I I had some trouble on this battle because I just didn't quite understand what they wanted me to do. Yeah, you really what you needed to do is you have to when the beetle golem is uh, 
sonicking up the the sides. Yeah, it's that you boss have to battle then from drop. Sonic Three with the except there's no water in the pool. Sure, yeah, but you have to drop water in it, and that will trip it up. It'll like slow it down, you. but not every time. Yeah, but sometimes. Uh, and if and it will occasionally do like a stomp that turns off your dome too. So you have to time it just right, and then when you can trip it up, it'll expose its weak point. You hit it a couple times, and it takes a a, a chunk of the bar off. Yeah, you gotta stab uh, it. Then in it gets tum-tum to its eye. Yeah. Then you get its second form, where it breaks into two. Yeah. And one part of it is like a spider, and then the other part of it is half the a beetle, lobster, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> your, your typical half lobster, half spider. Yeah, I, that's the lunch special. Yes. When it goes into the second form and splits, I was actually super stoked about this because I, I, I thought we were going to have to fight two bosses at once. So I was like, "Oh, this is cool." But yeah, no. And uh, how long did it take you guys to figure out what you had to do? Uh, a while. Not long. Uh, yeah. It took me a while. It took me a little bit. So the reason it didn't take me that long is because in the first section of the boss battle. Because all the spheres that expand, like the stones that expand your season, are hanging from the ceiling and swinging around, I thought what you were going to have to do is use ice, and those are going to turn into ice and like whack the boss with it, which I think would have been cool. Yeah. Um, but so I already cast ice, and I saw that there was like a layer that you could stand on at the top. So as soon as we went to the second section, I knew what to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you were already thinking about it, so yeah, I I didn't cast Yule for a while. I kept using the Autumn one over and over. I was just used to just swimming and jumping out of the water, but eventually I figured it out kind of by accident. Where because I was like, I don't know, I just need to get on top of this thing so it stops attacking me, and I did that, and then swung my sword, and it's just like, oh, because I just need to cut it down. Yeah, eventually it'll. It'll have like a little sword logo or sword yes. icon over it, but that still didn't help because the icon was on the spider and not from what it was on what it was hanging from. It just didn't register with me for for far too yeah. long. Yeah, um, somehow somehow the I don't even remember when the spider started hanging from things, but yeah, that's the the key is to cut it down and then stab it in its face. Right. Do that a couple more times. We do have those little spiders that show up with the crystals around them too. So it's either you need to either herd them in one area, then run to another, or you just got to kill them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that. I did the herding part in the last one because I was like, I know what I need to do. They're all the way over here and the spider guy's all the way over there. I could just do this real quick and that shouldn't be affected. And yeah, we go and slash him up and then we just get the next what are they called? The the light crystals? Yeah, it's just like, here you go. We we get that one, and we're good. We didn't get a prompt this time uh, to smash the last crystal. I haven't found it. Did you guys find it's, it to return? It's in an area you can't reach. Yet. Right, yeah. I, I tried to get oh. there from on top of, like I said, the geometry of the wall and stuff, but eventually there is an invisible wall that keeps you from cheating your way in, so... I could not get that one. Interesting. So there's an area that has a, um, like a vine wall is yes. the best thing I can call it. It shows up yeah. in uh, Lamus died too. I don't think we have the ability to climb it yet. Right. Or maybe there's something we get later that lets you traverse those walls. 
but the last crystal is up that wall. And I'm assuming that whenever we come back here, we're going to have to complete some part of the quest before we destroy the crystal. I had seen those vines in a few other places and had a, had a feeling that we're going to get some kind of like climbing gloves or something like that. That'll let us climb up vines. We'll see. Maybe a hook shot. I don't know if a hookshot necessarily works because there isn't just like a single, cause I thought some kind of hookshot style thing, but there isn't necessarily like a hookshot anchor. Well, well your hands turn into uh hook shots themselves and then you use those to shoot yourself up. And then because they have little claws in the hook shots, you can climb. Yeah. So like in the, like in the game Vex. Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> that's a, that's a deep, that's a deep, cut right there for <laughs> one of those old 3d Mario knockoff games that I'd loved. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap the episode up here for the next season, for the next season, uh, <laughs> for the next episode, we're going to go to the next season temple, uh, whichever one that is. And also go ahead and try to do a whole bunch of exploration because I will just tell you the episode after this, we're going to be beating the game and there's probably going to be like a temple that we need to complete plus like some other final dungeon. I'm going to guess that the final episode is going to be a jam packed one. So for the next episode, try to do as much of the side stuff you you can uh, as well as complete the next temple. Spring temple is the next one. Spring temple. Yep. So go through that one. Uh, Also just want to say, uh, we really appreciate the reviews that we've been seeing coming in yeah. on iTunes. I got a couple of them here. Uh, one from 64 Sandstorm 64. It's a wonderful they say, man. Uh, I lo- uh, yeah, they say, I love listening to this, and they stopped swearing, which is awesome. I, uh, I stopped re- swearing. I, I, Brian stopped swearing. I, <laughs> I got better about editing the swears. Well, with JAVG in front of it, I was already like ready to go. <laughs> so, back in the yes, day. We had, yeah, we had a more appropriate podcast back then. Uh, love their jokes, but please do a spirit tracks episode soon. Ooh. I need so much help. I'm really, we will be playing spirit tracks, but unfortunately, because we are playing these in chronological order, it's going to be like another year before we get to that. Yeah. Game. You're going to be waiting a bit. Uh, we are very much looking forward to it, but with the way that this show plays out is we do deep dives on every game and we literally spend months talking about a single Zelda game. It's going to be some time, but rest assured, we will eventually get there. Hopefully, you get through whatever help you're needing by the time we get to that episode. I mean, you can, you can hit us up on Twitter at Chat of the Wild. If you've got questions, we could, I mean, we could probably. I don't help. know about Spirit Tracks. Can any of us give us give guides on Spirit Tracks? I don't, I don't even know what system Spirit Tracks is on. Uh, DS. It's on the Nintendo so DS. Don't play it on a plane because, like I did, because that pan flute, you can't use that pan flute when with the cabin as loud as it is doesn't work don't do that <laughs> another review we have is from be gay do crimes 12 good name uh i'm listening to the breath of the wild episodes and i really enjoy how in-depth they are going into the game thank you very much uh i just finished my playthrough so this pod was exactly what i was looking for that that's as intended uh my only critique is i wish they wouldn't talk over each other so much that was a really big issue back back when we started yeah, well, the, the the issue is also we were playing Breath of the Wild for the first time, and we were all very excited about how great that game was. So, yeah, I've been re-listening to those episodes, and we do just like get in arguments on how to do things when really there's a lot of different ways to do that. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, every physics puzzle had like two or three different ways of completing it, and we kept arguing over what was the right way. Uh-huh. Are you insinuating that you all do it differently? <laughs> we all do it differently. Yeah, so forgive uh, us. We were very excitable uh, for those for the first season. They also say, especially when they have the woman on, Ooh, the woman. I believe they're talking about Jess, uh, it, it makes it a bit hard to follow, and I feel like they rarely listen to what she is we saying. We have to listen to what Jess is saying. She won't let us not listen to her. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that came off if it did. Uh, I, I apologize for all of us. You know, we tried to give everyone equal room to talk, but again, we had a lot of people in the room at that time, and we I have sort of set a rule going forward that we have like a, a max of four people on the episode at once because when you get five people in yeah. there, which some of the episodes did have that, yeah. it was madness. Yeah, five people plus t- uh, Tiffy in the corner as well. Yes. Like live studio uh, Tiffy was there. All talking through a single microphone. Yeah. So again, it made it harder to edit, made it harder to hear. Those were the early days of Breath of the Wild. That was a few years ago. So we, I, I do believe that we have gotten better about it. We do really appreciate all the reviews on there. We do read yeah, all of them. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, please go on to Apple Podcasts. Give us a review on there. Uh, it does help us get out to more ears. Uh, if you give us a five-star review on there. Also follow us on Twitter at Chat of the Wild. You can get updates there about anything that we're doing in the future. Uh, be sure to follow us on there as we do have something special planned for the month of December, uh, as well as leading into the next year of 2021. So follow us on there. Don't don't bother putting your alerts on there. I was going to say, turn your alerts on. Don't worry about that. Just follow us on Twitter. It's fine. <laughs> And like I said, we'll be going to the next temple and also do a bunch of exploration in Ari and the Secret of Seasons. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Guiden.